Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive. There's no doubt. We're coming out of lockdown. We're out. But I don't think you just sort of I don't think you just come out. You sort of it's a gradual process, you know, it's a gradual process. So we're getting there each and every day. You know, just a bit of a, a life update. Uh, I can confirm we will receive not the whole bond for the lad pad. And the bond is about, you know, between you, me and the tree. It's five five grand or something. So it's big boy money. We're looking at, you know, purchasing a swing for Macca, putting in our little outdoor area out the front to sort of occupy him over the summer. But, you know, Macca's a big boy and, and for a swing of that quality and that robustness, we will need quite a bit of coin and we're relying on the bond to get it. So we didn't get the whole bond. We got, I think, they charge us like $900 for a professional cleaning. And that's off the back of me lying to them and saying, we already had a professional cleaner come through. So, you know, these real estate agents, they cop a lot of shit. But, you know, at the end of the day, they are quite crafty bastards, I will admit. You know, Uh, I I will say, Lawrence Mooney, I heard the other day on the radio, he was doing like a, a sketch or whatever you call it when it's on the radio, a bit of audio comedy. And he said, he said, um... He said, real estate agents, uh, it's a, it's a white-collar job for blue-collar intellects. And I thought, that is absolutely sensational, dude. I absolutely love that. <laughs> but, but on this occasion, we were sort of outsmarted, uh, outsmarted, I should say. Because, you know, I told our guy, I said, mate, what time can I drop the keys off? Professional cleaners should be done around four, you know? Now, the closest thing we had to a professional cleaner was Adzi's girlfriend who gave us, gave us a hand. Uh, but the rest of us, I can assure you, are very much unqualified for the job. And we gave it our best. But, you know, you want to talk about a couple, of, a couple of blokes pulling up their bootstraps and doing their best. We're amateur cleaners. We are not qualified. Uh, none of us have completed the required certificates. And you want us to clean the lad pad, right? Like, that's like... That's like a guy who's never played cricket before and you just drop him into the Boxing Day test. That's what it felt like when I was cleaning the lad pad. I, was, I said to Macca, I said, dude, I don't think I'm qualified for this. I feel out of my depth. You know, Macca's trying to get like charcoal stains out of the carpet. We're thinking, what the hell? All we've got is a bottle of Ajax and a dream. We're not ready for this. So, you know, we did our best. We did our best, but... You know, you can, only, you can only do so much. And when I said we didn't have a professional cleaner come in, we did have a carpet cleaner come in and do the, the middle room, which is carpeted. And that was the designated kick-ons room as well, the gentleman's lounge, which I've referred to at length in the past. And even this carpet cleaner, dude, he came up to me and Mac after and he was like, he was like, I'm so sorry, best I can do, best I can do. And we were like, what? And he's like, some of these stains, I never see anything like this. Like even the carpet cleaner was losing it. He was like scared to tell us he was done because he thought the finished product was still like so disgraceful. When in reality, me and Macca were blown away at how clean it was. It turns out the carpet is in fact blue, um, which was a shock to me as I'm sure it's a shock to you. 
I thought it was actually a, an an off black turquoise slash slash sort of dark gray, but it turns out it's actually meant to be like a sky blue. So, you know, you, day we move out, we're still learning stuff. We're still learning stuff about that great house. But yeah, so we we copped we got clipped for nine hundred sheets on the bond. Not the worst result in the world. I think we can all agree. Um, also, the jokes on them because when me and Maka were cleaning the house, we actually found a pretty sizable funnel web. Um, like, you know, at the top, like the curtains, like at the top of the curtain, like where they connect to the bracket. Dude, there was a freaking funnel web up there, probably the size of your fist. And, you know, I know what you're thinking, Billy, what the fuck do you know about spiders? But, you know, I've watched enough Steve Irwin to know a funnel web when I see one, you know? It was uh, black as the night sky. And you can tell when it's a funnel web because they got a bad attitude, dude. They're aggressive, you know? This thing was freaking giving us a little bit of lip, you know? And Maka was going to suck it up in the vacuum, okay? And I, I'll admit, you know, I'll admit I'm painting myself a terrible picture. I participated in Melbourne Cup last week. Um, I was about to destroy this native animal in our living room. But then uh, we decided we would actually leave it in the house. So um, jokes on our agent. I can only hope that funnel web, um, either whether it attacked the cleaners, uh, the agent himself or the next tenants, I'd like to see someone cop a bit of that venom as a little fucking, as a little farewell from, from the boys. And not too much, you know, just a little bit where it's like maybe their leg gets paralyzed and it's, you know, the hospital is up the road at the old lad pad. The good thing about the lad pad was, um, I'm not joking, it was, it was a fucking loose house, but the good thing was, on our street was a police station and a hospital, okay? So, you know, if, if stuff does go a bit freaking, a big horizontal, as they say in, in South America, um, you know, you've got the relevant authorities and, and medical, medical staff available. But yeah, so apart from sort of the moral victory of letting a venomous animal just sort of live in the house and god knows how big how long uh this funnel web was there i mean it was pretty big so you can only assume it's been eating you know other spiders and, and flies and stuff but dude isn't that australia this is in our kitchen slash dining room we've just been inadvertently living with one of the deadliest spiders on the planet and i've got to tell you fair play to this funnel web pretty good vibes pretty good vibes didn't even know he was there you know, imagine you're listening to Maka, Billy and Adzi 24-7. Let me tell you, you guys enjoy 40 minutes of me a week. I dare say that's, that's all you need, you know, like just, it's just relentless after a point. Some of the worst bants ever, you know, we're hung over some days. It's just garbage. And, you know, if I was a funnel web and Maka was just telling one of the worst stories ever on the patio and I was a funnel web nearby... I'd fucking do something about it, dude. I'd do something about it. But this funnel web is, you know, it's a beautiful animal. Never attacked us. Might have been there the whole time, the whole four years. We don't know. But all I know is it's still there. So God willing, we'll take out take out a few, uh, you know, take out the bloody agent. That's what it is. It's a pretty horrible thing to say. But, you know, what are we doing? Anyway, so... The week that was, what have I been up to? So yesterday, I actually got new headshots, which was a bit of an experience uh, because I've never got like professional headshots before. 
that one I have where I sort of look like sort of a, a I don't know what I look like. People reckon I look like a 19-year-old pop star or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Rowan just took that when we were on tour one time. You know, I mean, headshots are actually quite expensive. So, but I got some yesterday and I tell you what, I was so nervous for these headshots. Dude, coming out of lockdown, I feel like I'm doing it on difficult. I'm freaking straight back into standing in front of strangers at nighttime, telling them, telling them some thoughts I think might be funny into a photo shoot. What I'm, I'm, I'm one of Sydney's most notorious sixes and now I'm in a photo shoot. This is just, what's happening, dude, you know? Um, so I'm swinging for the fences coming out of lockdown. I'm filled to the brim with social anxiety and I refuse to take a backward step. So that's what's happening. And, you know, I go into this, uh, this headshot session or whatever you would call it. And dude, I was so nervous because, you know, apart from maybe a smile and a thumbs up, uh, and maybe an arm around one of the lads, like they're my two moves. So now I was booked in for like two hours with this photographer. I mean, I would imagine in my head, I'm thinking first two minutes, we get pretty much every angle of me giving my, my vintage thumbs up, you know, then maybe I could throw it back to 2007, throw up a shucker, but let's be honest, that's unusable. You can't throw up a shucker in 2021 unless you were born and bred in freaking Maui, dude. Okay. If you're a white guy throwing up shuckers in 2021 and you're not a born and bred Hawaiian or Australian comedian, Luke Kidgel, I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to hear it. And let, or the only white guy who can throw up a shaka is if you're in a barrel when you, when you throw it up. If you're literally, and you better freaking have someone else take the photo and send it out because there's no reception in the green room. So unless you're throwing that shaka up in the green room, white guys, it's over for us as far as shakas. And I'm very happy to make that call. But so I'm thinking, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, like... I would say over the years, uh, one in four photos I've taken have been presentable to other people. So, you know, I was pretty bloody stressed. But uh, this photographer, she does like a lot of um, photography in the comedy scene. If anyone's in Sydney and they uh, need some headshots or something, Monica Pronk, absolute wizard, absolute wizard. Dusted up this old six out of 10, made me look presentable. So thanking her, thanking her. But yeah, dude, I was so nervous. So, plenty going on. Look out for some of the hottest headshots you've ever seen coming out. And, uh, and yeah, so the weekend that was, I feel like I'm really dragging my feet through this podcast. I feel like I'm going to be absolutely... Me editing that first 15 minutes is going to be like a, an explorer in the 1700s taking his machete to the jungle. I'm just going to be slashing and cutting everything, dude. How much time? 15 minutes or 13 minutes can't really see with these sunnies on but you can't tell me that was a that was a strong opening 13 so we'll be we'll be cutting that down dude thank god billy darcy edits this podcast tough gig tough gig but anyway i had a pretty fucking good weekend so we got a couple of yarns uh inbound so saturday afternoon slash evening let's crack in I went to, how's this? Indian restaurant, right? I went to an Indian restaurant slash craft beer bar. This is a new crossover. Dude, I love crossovers. I love crossover bands. I love crossover. I love crossovers in Friends. 
you know when you got two friends who are completely different and you just know they're probably not going to get along but you just freaking stand back and see what happens i love that i absolutely love that and now we got we got freaking pale ales and rogan josh on the same menu now this is something we've not seen before now i would argue that you know as far as uh indian as a cuisine it's probably heavy enough already you know, I've never had a freaking a stomach full of curry and thought, sorry, could I get a triple IPA with that? But it's, you know, sorry, dude, I'm actually, I've just had so much naan bread, I'm about to vomit. Um, could I get a, could I get a, a freaking, a dark beer? Do you have any XPAs back there? Maybe, could you just freaking, could you just get me a warm Guinness? I just feel like, I feel like, I don't know, something about having curry literally up to my esophagus. I just thought, can we get, can we get more hops in this somehow? But I tell you what, it's actually it was actually fucking phenomenal. You just got to pace yourself on the food a bit more because, you know, these, these beers, they're big boys. And by that, I'm talking about the price tag. It was $13 a beer, $39 a curry. Luckily, I'm white and well off. And uh, I came from a very sort of very, uh, I was going to say trusted background, entrusted. I don't know. I don't really have any money. So I don't know why I went off on that. But, but yeah, it was expensive, but it was fucking delicious. Um, and dude, I tell you what, it was one of those things where we thought it was BYO and then you go in there and they're like, it's BYO every second Wednesday in April. And you're like, what? You know what I mean? I feel like be BYO or don't be BYO. These places that are only, that are not BYO on the weekends, to me, they're kind of selling out the spirit of BYO. The point of BYO is that, you know, the everyman. You know, a local six out of 10 with two nickels to his name can come in with a $6 bottle of red and, in, and enjoy some beautiful food he would otherwise not be able to afford. You know, that to me, that's the spirit of BYO and, and probably get drunk to the point of, of ruining the dinner of the people around him. You know what I mean? To the point where the tables around you just sort of call for the check because the lads have brought in five bottles of red and we're not slowing down. But this stuff, so it turns out it wasn't BYO. So then, you know, we're up for these $13 beers, whatever. It was absolutely delicious. But, uh, but dude, we have one of those things where you sit down and like the waitress lady just is like relentless. Like you sit down, she's like, can I start you with an appetizer? And I'm like, I only just found out this place is Indian, babe. You know what I mean? So let's just calm it down. Let's just calm it down. When I sit down at a restaurant, I don't want to see any food for about 25 minutes. I don't know about anyone else, but we were at like a group of eight, okay? And I want, I want 25 to 30 minutes of just having a couple of beers and catching up. I don't want to hear from you until half an hour into the meal. But this chick was relentless and she was like um, Norwegian or something working at an Indian restaurant. So I don't know if maybe she was trying to make up for the cultural gap with enthusiasm. Uh, if that was the case, then, you know, fair play. I appreciate the effort. But unless it's uh, unless Indian people are you know traditionally culturally annoying, which I haven't found them to be in my experience, then I don't really know what she was doing because it was like every two minutes, are you ready to order? And it's like I'm ready to leave, babe. Fuck off, you know. So just go bring over my forty six dollar beer, please. <laughs> so dude, we had the best time, and then uh, we went to this bar, and this is what I mean when I say sort of the the pubs are still COVIDy out there. So at the moment in Sydney, in Manly, where I like to go out, the strip of pubs there, 
if you don't get there before like 5 p.m., fucking forget about it, dude. Okay, we went in after dinner. We left at about nine, walked into Manly. The line outside one of the pubs is 70 meters long. Then they freaking, they broke it off. You ever see this, that where they have to start a second line? So then they broke it off and they started a second line, like further down the, the main strip or whatever. And that was 50 meters long as well. There must've been like 400 people lining up. And, and, and this is 9 p.m. It's just like, there's no chance of getting in anywhere. And here's the thing. Why would you line up? Like maybe if you're in the first line and you're like 30 meters back, I kind of get it. But these people in the second line, it's like, do you honestly think this is happening for you tonight? Like it's just the, with the COVID capacities, there's just not enough room. And the main pub in Manly, they just closed at 11. Like they just closed the doors um, and said, we're not letting anyone else in. This is like out of hand. And this is just like a normal Saturday night. Like you just can't go into the pubs. Like that uh, huge pub session I had the other the other Saturday, we got there at 3.30, okay? So that's kind of what you got to do. And, you know, it's pretty fucking annoying. Uh, unless you want to get in there for, for lunch and dinner <laughs> and just really settle in. It's a big shift, dude. It's a big shift. So we, we went to this other small bar. Absolutely unreal. When you got like a group of eight, eight plus, you don't need anyone else there. We're our own pub. We're a walking pub at this point, you know? So we head into this uh, this small bar and there's this guy, there's this kid on the guitar, absolutely shredding, just absolutely going nuts. We're getting blind. And do you ever do this uh, where you do something at the time and you think you're an absolute legend and then like, God forbid, someone has filmed it and then you have to watch it the next day? So what happened was I was uh, chatting, to this, uh, chatting to this bloke, the singer, Cause he was like, I was like, dude, you're so good. Like keep like, it just gave him a compliment. And he was like, I think we went to the same school or something. And he was like, Oh, you're that comedian guy, this sort of stuff. And then, uh, yeah. So we were chatting a little bit and he was like super talented. And so he was like, I think I was like, Oh dude, can I intro your next song? And he was like, yeah, that'd be sick. And then like I, in my mind, I'm like, I've just delivered this absolutely stellar intro and, uh, and that was that, you know, never have to think about it again. But then the next day he sends me the video or someone sent me a video. I think it was him. Uh, and it's like, I was like, everyone shut the fuck up. I was like, I was like, Caitlin, Caitlin, and, and who gives a fuck? We have a genuine talent right here. And you're talking about who stole your lunch on Wednesday. Listen up. Okay. Free entertainment of the highest caliber. What are you like? And I was just sort of carrying on. And like, and I'm, I was, you could just tell I'm so pissed. And it's just like, dude, I tell you what, if there is a freaking microphone near me after 12 beers, keep it away, keep it away because I'll freaking jump on that thing and I'll think I'm God's gift. Dude, I don't know, I don't know how people don't do this when they're hammered, you know, doesn't anyone, does anyone else have a voice in their head that tells them they're a fucking God after 12 beers? Or am I the only one? <laughs> so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Terrible intro. Luckily, possible uh, tie. Like, if I'm Pelican of the Week, possible tie was uh, my mate Benny. <laughs> he was... You know when people are, like, air guitaring? My mate Benny was, like, going nuts, but he was, like... 
like where he was sitting, there was like a wooden pillar next to him, like a pole. And he starts playing the pole like it was a freaking, like that's, what's that huge stand-up guitar where you like pluck the strings? I don't know, like a massive violin, whatever that one is, the double bass or something. Um, like he was playing it like that, like plucking the strings and like going like nuts. Like when I say like he's he's freaking air guitaring on this pillar, he's going nuts like he's playing the fucking big double bass, plucking these strings, like lip syncing the whole thing. And this uh, this singer, Jamie Possle, by the way, I just remembered his name was. Check out his music, very talented young man. Um, he filmed it and sent it to me. Fucking hilarious. My mate Benny is just going absolutely ham. You know when you're in a small bar with like, and you're the biggest group in that small bar and you think like you are untouchable or like no one's watching? Well, people are watching, dude, okay? I'm on the mic telling telling these random girls to shut up for no reason. My mate Benny thinks he's he's playing, he's in a string quartet. He's literally pretending to play a support pillar in the building. Dude, people are watching in these small bars, okay? So fucking keep your chin up and and come correct because, because me and Ben have just absolutely embarrassed ourselves in front of everyone down there. Oh my God, dude, it was so bad. Absolutely horrendous. And then um, I remember I was chatting, uh, I was chatting to these Slovakian birds. Now, look, I'm I'm not the the best ladies man out there, but I will say the Slovaks are tough sledding. Okay, these Slovakian chicks, I I don't think they knew how to pronounce sarcasm, let alone fucking sort of experience it coming out of my mouth. So there was a there was a language barrier, and if you don't understand, you know. I don't know. If you don't find me funny, I really, I don't really see where we're going from here. So these Slovaks didn't know what I was saying, and uh, just a big old strikeout to end the night, and then uh, walked home. That's the the good thing about this new this new place, the Department of Ladriculture. Yeah, the fella favela, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is we just really like it's like a ten minute walk home, so pretty good, and it's up a huge hill. But I tell you this, uh, when you're hammered, you fucking float up that hill, dude. You just sprint up it. You know what I mean? Put the AirPods in and you just basically, you're one step away from like a two kilometer hill. It's crazy. Walking up sober on a hot day. It's tougher. I will admit. So then cut to 10 a.m. I'm awoken by like the like the zzz of someone buzzing into to our apartment. And this is a pretty foreign noise to me being a, a house man traditionally. I realize it's fucking 10.30 and we've invited like 10 of the lads over for UFC. So I'm so hungover. And it was a bad start to the day because a couple of the lads were at the door and they're pumped. They're pumped. It's like the biggest UFC card of the year. And I just answer like in my undies, like just looking like, you know, I'm a six on my best day, but I'm looking like a hard two. You know what I mean? Just so hungover, just dry. I look like SpongeBob, that episode he freaking went on land. You know what I mean? Just dried out, dude, like a mollusk. And uh, so, yeah, rocky start. And then uh, the first fight I watched was some morbidly obese heavyweight and he threw a wheel kick and knocked the guy out. So I thought, fuck yeah, I'm into this. And we're off to the races. But I tell you what, dude, so we had our first little little incidente at the old uh, unit apartment complex thingo. So we bought this thing. So Maka, Maka goes to this, this random tobacconist uh, that he, w- he won't tell us where it is. 
and any like you can buy like you know the raw papers for for joints and stuff and the uh the you know for roaches and that sort of stuff and it's like sort of you know stuff to smoke weed with and he comes back and he's got like this synthetic herbal tobacco like it's not tobacco it's like this herbal stuff um and then he's also got this smoke buddy right and he's charged he's charged me and Nazi for both of those so I think so the whole point of this smoke buddy is that you you breathe in the joint in, like if you're inside and you breathe it into this thing and it has like these filters and nothing comes out the other side so and you know we've got all we've got like 10 blokes around and so one of the boys is just lit up an absolute fatty because I'll I'll put my hand up our policy on smoking inside at the lad pad was pretty relaxed <laughs> re you could definitely do it um we had yeah, we would just... The original rule was no smoking inside unless it's kick-ons. And then once we realized how fucking electric smoking inside is, um, that was that. But then we moved into this unit. Obviously, you can't smoke in the unit. So, uh, we've just been smoking in this park around the corner like children. And so, one of the lads has just rolled up an absolute fatty and just lit it up. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing, brother? Come on, we've only been here a few weeks. And he's like, oh, shit. But then Mac is like, oh, we got this smoke buddy thing. Let's try it out. So we're passing this joint around. You breathe it into the smoke buddy thing and like nothing comes out the other side. It's actually a pretty magical invention. Um, so, you know, the, we're using that. And, uh, you know, the smoke buddy, um, you know, I would, I would never say that a, a product has like changed my life. And uh, I'm not going to say that now either because this thing does not work at all. Um, within like an hour, we had a knock at the door. <laughs> Zane, this bloke who lives like way upstairs and is, you know, quite a colourful character. He's got one of those cars where it's like a 1970s number that he's sort of done up. And when he starts it, you can hear it like four blocks away, you know. So, it's got, you know, that drug dealer hum. And he comes down and this guy is kind of scary. And he's like, he's like, brother, the whole building smells you need to get a fan and push it push the the smell outside and we're like okay also i'm so high i have to answer the door that's the thing with hosting you know the amount of times i had to answer the door at the lad pad when the the cops are there and we've got freaking god knows what happening in the backyard why would you send me out you know i'd like to see one of the boys that actually has like a full-time respectable job get out there and take the bull by the horns but when you're the host you got to do this so I answer the door, I'm, you know, I'll put my hand up high and drunk and he's like, blow it outside because we've got a fan that's just like going into the hallway basically, which was dumb. And he said, brother, there's snitches in this building. Okay. Watch yourself. There's snitches in this building. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. It's fine. I'm sorry. And he's like, all good brother. Pretty good bloke really Zane. Pretty good bloke, but like very intense human. And he's like, yeah, the people upstairs have called the cops before, mate. Watch out. And I'm like, okay. It's like 1 p.m. We've smoked one joint. It's not like the end of the world. But the smoke buddy is a complete waste of money. Do not purchase one. I think it was $40. And also this herbal tobacco that Macca bought is absolutely disgusting. It tastes synthetic like it was made in a lab. Okay. So I'll save everyone a bit of trouble on both of those. Um, fucking herbal tobacco. Or it's not tobacco. It's like fake tobacco. And the smoke buddy, save yourself, dude. Save yourself. 
But anyway, sort of crack into things. Um, that was the weekend that was. We just got like pretty blind on Sunday. We had we had our old neighbor Rhino and his dog Tui around. It was just like the old days. Um, so, so much fun. So much fun. The UFC uh, on the weekend. Look, this isn't a UFC recap podcast, so I'm not going to jump into it. But, I mean, if you're not watching the UFC, here's the thing. There's UFC on every Sunday, mostly. You know, a lot of the the fight nights, some of them are crap. But, dude, I, if, you, if, if you're not that into UFC and you get invited over to one of the lads' place for a pay-per-view, dude... The, there's one pay-per-view a month and I reckon it's worth your time popping your head in because these blokes, are, it's just crazy, some of the shit we witnessed. Just absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, UFC was sick and and that's that. But, so this week I've been pretty, uh, pretty busy. So uh, I thought let's do some more questions. I know you guys like it when we take some questions here at Get Around Me. And, uh, you know, the pubs are back. So I thought we could take questions on analog dating. And I had a few people on Instagram ask me, what is analog dating? Uh, Firstly, if you have to ask, don't fucking worry about it, babe. You know what I mean? Analog dating. You know, everyone's out there digital dating on Tinder, Hinge, uh, etc. Bumble. I don't even know. Do people still use Tinder? If If I talk about Tinder on stage, it's like a reference. Is that like, am I just outing myself as a fucking loser? You know, I feel like everyone's on Hinge now. All right, well, let me know. Let me know. Anyway, so analog dating is obviously dating in real life, face-to-face, babe, at the pub or out and about. I mean, yeah, at the pub. You know, fair play to these sort of pickup artist blokes who are, you know, talking to random chicks in the fresh food section at Woolies sober on a Tuesday. I mean, you guys are serial killers and I respect you, but us mortal men usually need the help of a, a couple of sort of ales to, to put the shoulders back a little bit and remember that we are, in fact, uh, God's gift. So, so I'm taking some questions on analog dating. I've wrote down the best ones here. I love it when I take the dating questions because, you know, most of the people that send, send these questions in, Firstly, I love the questions and just that feature on Instagram where people can send stuff in because, man, people that listen to this podcast are fucking hilarious. Like, there's always a few answers every week where I'm like, that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I love that. But also, um, like, I, 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 I'm very aware that this is a comedy podcast, but I'm just wondering if everyone else is. Because every time I put up these questions, I get like a few blokes sort of like, I get some pretty desperate blokes asking for answers as if I have them, okay? So just to reiterate, you know, um, this is just a bit of fun, okay? If, if you're freaking, you know what I mean? I don't know what you're up to, but some of these blokes are like, <laughs> the, the questions are really intense and it's like, it's like, oh no, this is just for fun, okay? You should, if you need real help, you got to pay for it, I think. Um, or maybe listen to Joe Rogan, you know? But don't, we don't do... <laughs> You know, this isn't beyond blue. So, I, you know, good good on those lads. I, I wish you all the best. Some of you have obviously been single for quite some time. Um, but just to reiterate, this is a comedy podcast. So, thank you. Um, so, first question I got here regarding analog dating. And how much time have I done just quietly? Sorry, I can't see. Uh, I like wearing the sunnies on the podcast because 
I just think it makes me look silly and, you know, it's just fun. And Theo Vaughn does it and he's my hero. And But I can't read anything <laughs> with them on. So I can't tell how much time I've done. I can't, like, I've got a page in the questions here. I can't read them. So um, it is does make it a bit tougher, but I do think it's worth it. <laughs> Makes the thumbnail look a little cooler. Um, but yeah, so first question, how do you tell a mate she's not keen without embarrassing him? That's a great one to start. I'll tell you how you tell him. You just fucking tell him straight away. As soon as she leaves or like, you know, whenever there's a moment free, just be like, you know, maybe, maybe sort of slow roll it a bit. Be like, mate, does she have a boyfriend? She doesn't seem too keen. She's giving you nothing, brother. Wouldn't waste your time, you know? And, and, and here's the thing. You might think I'm being a dick telling my mate, this girl's not keen. What you're actually doing is saving him a fair bit of time because if you know she's not keen and then, and he goes on and talks to her for three hours and, you know, buys her three Long Island iced teas at $18 a pop. And you knew the whole time she wasn't keen. Who's that helping? You know what I mean? Who's that helping? Uh, whereas if you just tell him straight away, that's a time saver. Okay? So, strategically, this one's very simple. And then secondly, if you tell your mate, hey, hey, Jason. It's probably some stupid cunt named Jason. Hey, Jace. <laughs> Hey, Jason, I don't know if freaking Melanie over there is too keen. And if Jason over here says, nah, brother, you're wrong. She's, she's keen as a bean. I'm the man. Then you just wash your hands of it. No stress, no fuss. Let him waste his time and his hard earned on this great young girl called Melanie who clearly has no interest in him. All right. So you just tell him, do it gently, but just tell him quickly, get it out of the way. Hopefully he doesn't waste his time anymore. And if he does, once you've told him, who gives a fuck? So that one is just an absolute throwdown to start. And I'll tell you that, boys, if you give me width, I will use it. So so careful on that. Next question. Do you shake or kiss the hands of a potential maiden? Which is more appropriate? This is a good question. Do I shake or kiss the hands of a potential maiden when I meet her? I like to take a knee kiss her on the hand, but while I'm still kneeling down, I, I ask her, what province do you hail from and what industry does your father work in? You know, that's, that's a good way just to get a background about her and show her that you're a proper gentleman. You know, where, where do you come from, babe? And, you know, does your father work in the aluminium industry? And straight away, she knows you're a man, you're a man of taste, you're a man of culture, but you're also a man of business. And what do women want? They want a provider, okay? When I'm asking about, you know, what, what, what industry is your father in? That's my way of saying, hey, I know about industries, okay? Metals, woods, rocks. I know about all the industries, babe, okay? And that's her letting you know that, yeah, your, your dad might be a big fish, but guess what? You got another big fish in the beer garden on his knees in front of you kissing you on the hand for what can only be described as far too long. So that's that's what I do personally. I will say it's a bit tougher in winter, uh, especially if it's rained around and, you know, I'm kneeling down on my chinos in the beer garden, sort of destroys my my beautiful new chinos I've brought from Cotton On for $29.95, not on sale because their prices are extremely reasonable. 
Um, but that's what I do personally. Okay. So I hope that answers your question. All right. Next question. Does Billy Darcy text first? Now, <clears throat> is this a thing? Are you not supposed to text first? Who are these blokes who are just sort of sitting back with their inboxes just being flooded by absolute sorts? Um, <laughs> if you fall into that category, um, good on you. I wish you the best of luck. You're clearly um, a very attractive and or charismatic man. But, you know, for us, you know, I've got two hands and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy I enjoy white bread on the weekends. You know, I'm, I'm a simple guy. So, yeah, I text first. Unless you want to freaking sit in a room locked up waiting for some sort to to text you. Fuck yeah, you text first. I don't know. Are you not supposed to? I don't know. I don't know if that's a big deal or not. But yeah, I mean, get off... Uh, Get off your ass and, and get in there. I mean, if it's a girl I've never met and she messaged me on Instagram, then I wouldn't text first. But that's the only... Like, otherwise, yeah, dude. What, what are you expecting? Just Angelina Jolie to climb through your fucking window? Just start, you know, doing wild shit to you in your own bedroom with no prior context or communication? How does she know your address? You know? How did she know you'd be home? You got to text her, mate. You got to text her. So yeah, I text first, but maybe I shouldn't. I'll, I'll have to ask around about that. Um, should you tell your date about your crypto portfolio? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if you're like me and you don't even have one, pretend, okay? Birds love crypto and I'll take that to my grave. Put it on my grave, in fact. Billy Darcy, you know, 1995 till... No, let's do the maths on this. Give me 90 years. So what's that? 2085? Sounds about right. I want to live to 94. I think that's a good number. So yeah, give me, 90, give me 94 years and then put on the gravestone, Billy Darcy. And then in quotes, birds love crypto. And then loved by all. And then under that, mediocre stand-up comedian. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, I'd open with it. Oh, hi, Billy. Oh, wow, sorry, I'm five minutes late. Sorry, Mel, just looking at my, my freaking lithium stocks right now, babe. You know, just one second. This shit is climbing, okay? This, this stuff goes any fucking higher. We're having oysters for an appetizer. I just need two minutes, okay? Now, that lets her know that I am, in fact, a legend, okay? See what I've done there? And then every 10 minutes throughout the date, I would very not so subtly pull out my phone and just open my crypto and then just go, yes. And just a little fist bump, a little fist pump, I should say. Just give it a little, yes. And don't address it. Like just pull out your phone, just be like, up 10%, fuck you, yes. And then just go, so you were saying you study marketing? Like don't even address it. So that just lets her know that, wow, this guy makes a lot of money and he's so cool. He won't even address it at the table. You know what I mean? That's subtle. That's subtle. That let you let her know that you're in fact a wealthy man, okay? So that's yes. My, my res, it's a resounding yes. Birds love crypto, whether you have any or not. All right. <clears throat> Next question. 
How do you start the convo at a pub? Yeah, I, this is a good question. About 46 blokes asked this one, actually. Um, <clears throat> how do you start the convo? Firstly, uh, I'd like to put my hand up and say that I use performance-enhancing drugs, RE schooners, okay? Uh, like I said, I'm not some sort of a serial killer talking to birds sober on a Tuesday in the fresh food section, you know? Some chick's trying to work out if figs are in season and here comes Big Billy D doing fucking magic tricks asking if you're free next Wednesday. There's none of that Buffalo Bill shit, okay? So, you know, I usually just wait until my eighth or ninth schooner whispers in my ear, hey, Bill, don't forget, you're a fucking legend, okay? I just wait until my shoulders are so far back from my from 10 schooners that my shoulder blades are freaking grinding up against each other okay and then i know hey it's probably time to go say hi to someone you know <laughs> but i don't know what to say dude i would just say hey you know i just say what i usually just say what is the goss you know what i mean and then that's that just just get the bloody goss i just say what is the bloody goss over here and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not even good. You know what I mean? It's not even good. Um, but yeah, I'd usually just say hi. I don't know what other people are doing. But yeah, what else would you say really? I can't think of anything. I mean, maybe you could just accidentally drop your phone under their table with your crypto portfolio on the screen. And you'd be like, oh my God, so sorry. It was, my crypto was climbing so hard. I, I freaking, I lost control of the phone. By the way, I'm Local stand-up comedian and crypto entrepreneur, Billy Darcy. Welcome. Can I buy you ladies a cocktail? And also, you're in a full tuxedo for this situation. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know, dude. Just say hi. I would say just say hi. All right. Jesus Christ, this podcast is dragging. And I'm looking back at that first 10 minutes and I think we all know. We all know whose fault that was. We all know whose fault that was. Okay. Ideal number of beers before talking to girls. This sort of follows on from the last question. Ideal number of beers. I would say between like really like if we're being honest, you know, if we're, the ideal number of beers would probably be like just four plus. But if we're being honest with ourselves, it's really like three to six. After six beers, start stuff can start to get a little bit slippery. And then, you know, you get into that 10 plus territory you know, I, you know, I would describe myself as someone with pretty good banter, but dude, at a certain point, there is nothing but garbage coming out of my mouth. Nothing. I remember I was, um, last week, Melbourne cup, uh, just before I left, this is literally the reason I left the pub. I was so blind. Um, and I was talking to this girl and, uh, I remember, I remember just thinking like, this is like, I just like, it was terrible. I was like, uh, and she like had like said hi to me because I think she had seen me on TikTok or something. So like she said hi to me and I still fucked it up. You know what I mean? Because I was just like been on the piss for like eight hours at this point. I was just way too blind. So it's like after a certain point, I don't care who you are. It's just going to be absolute garbage, dude. So I and then I, I just left after that. I was like, dude, I'm done. Like, uh, you know, there's just nothing good coming out of my mouth. So I would honestly be like three to six. Three to six, you're in the pocket. You still know who you are. You remember what fucking neighborhood you grew up in. You know what I mean? Whereas after 10 beers, sometimes I think I'm like, you know, maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson or something. So 
I would say three to six beers. All right, next question. How many vodka sunrises should you buy a girl before you worry if it will pay off? Zero, dude, zero. I don't know who you guys are walking around town with these heavy pockets, you know, but I would I pretty much never buy a girl a drink. Do they, do, this whole thing that like girls rinse guys for drinks, maybe like hot 27 year olds are rinsing like 38 year old men, like rich guys. But this like guys who are like, I bought her three drinks and like she didn't even hook up with me. It's like, who told you to buy them? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, what the hell? I bought her three cocktails. This is bullshit. It's like, did she sign a contract? Did someone, did freaking Neo from the Matrix pop out and put a gun to your head? We need fucking three daiquiris or else? Like, just no. I've never had a girl, uh, like, maybe once or twice. I don't think, girls never ask for a drink, you know? It's not like girls are like, get me a cocktail. And also, if a girl bought you a drink, would you be like, ugh, now I have to hook up with her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course you wouldn't. I'd never buy a girl a drink. And that's not because I'm some sort of a futuristic gentleman. It's because, mate, you got an extra 50 bucks a night for fucking cocktails. What are you doing? You know? So I would say, mate, I'm, I'll tell you when I buy a girl a drink at our first wedding anniversary. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, if, you, if you're walking around, you know, buying random chicks five vodka Red Bulls, expecting the world in return, you're going to be fucking heartbroken and poor. So sort it out. But that's what I reckon. Um, next question. Is a third cousin technically play on? Jesus Christ, dude. Um, is a, I don't even know what a third cousin is. What's a second cousin? Your dad's cousin's son. Is that my second cousin? I don't know. I don't even know what a third cousin is, but in my gut, it's, is no, (laughs) no, it is not. Um, can we just say any cousin? I think that's, you know, at times I can get controversial in this podcast, but I feel pretty good in saying this, that, that I think we should just rule out cousins, fourth, fifth, etc. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say no. And the fact that you have to ask is troubling, dude, troubling. Um, this is definitely coming from a bloke who's currently hooking up with his third cousin. So unfortunately it's a no from me, but I don't know, dude. If you love her, maybe just move to Tasmania and blend in. That might be the best situation there. Move to Launceston where you'll be... You That, that won't be weird. You'll be fucking progressive in Launceston. Your third cousin. My God, the willpower on this man. You know, people in fucking... People in Hobart can't get past their own sister. So <clears throat> that was disgraceful and I apologize to the people of Tasmania. Okay, you're a proud country and, you know, many of us do in fact consider you a part of the Australian family to a certain extent. There's no doubt. Um, Next question. How important is height in the dating game? Okay. I would say not as important as you think. But I will say that is, you know, I'm very privileged that I'm quite a tall man. But in my experience, dude, uh, I know heaps of short guys who absolutely clean up. One of the blokes in my career club, like one of the, like the shortest bloke in the in the club, he always had the hottest girlfriends, you know. So 
I would say height is a state of mind. Hey, get that into your blokes who are five foot eight. What are you worried about? It's a state of mind, according to local six foot two man, Billy Darcy. <laughs> but no, dude, I don't know. I've, I know heaps of short guys who freaking do way better with birds than me. Um, and I think they're just better looking than me, to be honest. So, you know, I would say if you're good looking and short, don't stress. If you're ugly and short, yeah, dude, could be a, could be a tough run. Could be a tough run. But, you know, uh, maybe if you're a short man, just dress a bit better and sort of put in the effort a bit more. But, yeah, if you're, I don't think it matters that much because I've seen heaps of short blokes clean up. But maybe you just got to sort of uh, put in a bit more effort into your appearance. And also, I would say you don't have to be tall. You just have to be taller than her. That's, girls just want to look up. That's all they want to do. You know, so if you're 5'9", Dude, what, I, I was seeing a girl this year who was like five foot flat. You know what I mean? Like girls are tiny. Girls are absolutely tiny. So, dude, if you're if you're five four, just get a chick who's five one. There's plenty of them out there. So yeah, I would say don't even stress about it, dude. Just you don't need to be tall. You just need to be taller than her. That's what I would say. So yeah. Okay, I think I've had enough of this podcast. There's a couple more questions there, but they're pretty fucking average. I'll be honest. Anyway, thank you to everyone who sent one in. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm just trying to think if I have anything to say to wrap it up, but I don't think I do. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It's about, uh, I guess it's coming to that time of year. The last episode uh, of Get Around Me for the year will be... I think it'll be like a week before Christmas. I'll do the the drunk Christmas episode and then it'll be tools down for me for probably three weeks or a bit longer. And then we'll come back in 2022. So yeah, we got about, what, four or five episodes left. If anyone has any suggestions, if I've done some, like if there if was a segment you enjoyed or you prefer the questions or whatever, feel free to shoot me a message, dude, because I don't have a producer or anything and... Uh, you know, it's just me. So I'm open to suggestions um, and always open to new ideas. So shoot me a message if, you, if there's something in, in particular you would like to hear before the end of the year. Um, otherwise, cool. Catch you next week, dude. Wait.